0: In the beginning
1: was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the
2: Word was God. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life.
3: Taking the light to the nations. Light of the Southwest. We want to welcome you to Light of the Southwest. It's an incredible blessing to be sitting here. Doing this, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is.
3: We are so thankful that you've tuned in today for our uh, program. We have our guests back, uh, Joey Leggett and Donna Jackson. And we we had a, the first hour was great. We we never got to the subject we were going to talk about, (laughs) but it was great. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I kept wanting to say, uh, guys, we're just going to kind of follow this. And I thought, no, nah, we're just going to go with it. And, <laughs> but uh, we're going to have a good time this hour. We're yes. going to talk about March for Life, something that mm. connects. What we did last hour, uh, we talked about, you know, your ministries as far as pro-life mm-hmm. and what you do to help people find life. Now that does. Yeah. Royal Home is about a, the pro-life and the relationship to abortion and those kind of things. Falcons Children Home, that's about life too. It's about yeah. giving kids who've been brought into this world but abandoned for many for the most part. and now they can find life, yeah. find meaning, find direction. What a blessing that is. I just so appreciate y'all. And uh, I told Miss Donna uh, while you were out getting lunch, you know, she's really one of our heroes. You know, people that are house parents, people who are living in the war zones.
1: Yes, absolutely.
3: We were uh, foster kids or we have foster parents. Yes. Um, I was still the kid, but we were foster parents <laughs> for it. <laughs> I <knew> you were. <laughs> there had to be one grown-up in the crowd. You know? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 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 But, uh, you know, no more than I was exposed to it, the little girl was deaf. And wow. uh, Carolyn does sign language, and so she really took her in. But, mm. uh, you know, I, for some reason... I had to go to work real early of a morning and had to stay real late at night. And finally one night, one morning, I woke up.
0: She kept asking where my husband was. (laughs) I said, well, he he really lives here, you know, and everything. And, And so it was like three or four days. He's hollering, Caroline! Caroline, here! He's still in bed for whatever reason, and she's standing over, looking at him. <laughs> I
3: opened my eyes, and she was looking down on me. <laughs> she
0: finally got to see. Him.
3: <laughs> I realize that parenting gig, you know, it's twenty-four-seven. You know, there's no privacy thing going on. So, thank you for what y'all do. Well, thank you for having us. But we yes. have been able to connect uh, guys riding motorcycles.
1: Mm-hmm. to
3: what y'all do. Uh, Carolyn's privilege to get to come and do a breakfast with your girls. Yes. You've allowed M25 to come in and, and be a part of what you do. And we, we so appreciate it. And out of all of that, I guess really where our connection started was in Washington, D.C., pro-life. I knew about all this other, but right. you know, it was where we, you and I really got to connect. And um, our main bishop, uh, Asked us to go march with him in Washington D.C.
2: for Life, yeah. and we went, didn't we, Joy? We did. It was snow on the ground, about 20 degrees. We got kind of close because I didn't want to freeze. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of huddled <hungover> together. <laughs> but uh, it, it, uh, I was in a board meeting at uh, Falcon Children's Home, and uh, Bishop Beecham was on that in that board meeting, and he said, "Joy, what are y'all doing about March for Life? Are y'all going?" And I hate to admit it, I didn't know much about March for Life. And We were with a maternity home under our organization, the Falcon Children's Home. And I said, uh, Bishop, I, I, I have to be honest with you, I don't know much about it. He said, oh, well, you need to go. And, uh, and he invited you to go, and, and I think it was three other gentlemen went, and we went for the first time. And Gary, I don't know how you felt, I can just say from, but I feel like you may have shared some of the same sentiments I did, but, um, when I saw all those hundreds of thousands of people, don't believe CNN, there's a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, when I saw all those people for one cause, I said, you know, I hadn't seen that probably in my whole lifetime, yeah. where Christians are coming together for one cause. Now, most of them were Catholics, and, but I appreciate what the Catholics are doing yes, standing up for yes. life. Yeah. And, uh, but we need, more Protestants mm-hmm. need to go. But still, whether it was Catholics, Protestants, or whatever, it was just Christians standing together for a cause. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just thought, wow we got to be here. And so I think we went the next year or maybe 20. But, yeah. um, but there was a gentleman on the Royal Home Board after I went that first year, Moses King, who's now passed away, uh, who's given a lot to world missions, a lot to colleges. Uh, he was a, a grocery store owner down there in North Carolina, like three Piggly Wigglies, or Hoggly Wogglies or something, Piggly Wigglys, Piggly <laughs> And uh, But I know Moses is a great man. But I said, Brother Moses, if we could somehow tie in what we call the, 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 for the March of Life, like the Ride for Life. Get the motorcycles mm-hmm. to lead that delegation. Um, and then, so we, we bring some monies in to help support the ministry, call it 50 for Life. Mm-hmm. And that's how that all, cause the Royal Home at that point always kind of stayed, you know, it was always kind of in the red. We were having to give money to it from the children's home to kind of keep it going there in those days. I so said, they're, they're one event away from being able to pay all their bills. And I don't think God intends for a ministry not to be able to pay its bills. Mm-hmm. And so that's how that came came together, and I called you, and I can't say how appreciative I am, how much, I can't say how, how thankful I am for all that you did to make this possible. Because the first time I ran it by you, I was going to like, I don't know, I'm kind of afraid of that Gary Bird. I don't know, he looks like he can be tough. And I said, uh, Brother Gary, I, would, I think if we could do this together, Yeah. because motorcycles, there's something about motorcycles and men, Christian men on motorcycles. You know, we, we know of all the bike gangs that sometimes right. have bad reputations, but not good Christian men working together. And, and from the get-go, you have been on board with that, and you've led that. You've taken it over, and I appreciate all you've done. You've lined up where we're going to meet. You've had your bikers come. You've rode through snow, uh, sleet, you name it, and even in some accidents coming back from D.C. Um, and so we could not do what we do for the march for life as far as our delegation there if it wasn't for what you do and i appreciate that and i i don't know how you could do all that you do but i'm so appreciative of of what you've done but that's how it got started and then Uh, you you now come in at our Harvest Train program we have every year. And, yeah. and I had a kid call me one day, his dad put him he said, my son wants to talk to you. He said, are you gonna have those motorcycles at Harvest Train this year? He <laughs> said, if you don't, I'm not coming. <laughs> I said, well, we're gonna have them there. And uh, so, um, but I, I really think, the thing I think that's most beautiful about all of it is, is um, to see grown men on motorcycles standing up for the life of the unborn child. Yeah. And that's what y'all do. And, and, but uh, as far as the March for Life, it's a great event. And, and if you're out there in TV land or Internet land and, and you want to go to an event where you see Christians standing together for a cause that's making a difference, join us. I don't know what the date is for next year. It's in early January. We'll get out, we'll get out some information But um, for the March for Life. Not only in, if you can't go to D.C., go to Dallas, uh, go yeah. to Oklahoma City. to have it in your home city, wherever you are. But if you want to go to the biggest one, make plans to go to D.C. for that event. Yeah.
3: You know, I, we're going to show some pictures here to it, this next few moments, but uh, that one in D.C. is the big one. Yeah, yeah. But the one in Dallas. Well, that's the capital. That's where. Yeah, the capital, and <laughs> right. that's where more emphasis is, needs to be put. That's right. But the one in Dallas—that's—we stood right in front of the building mm-hmm. where Roe versus Wade was mm-hmm. passed. Yeah. And to make a stand there is also an incredible thing. Yes, it is. And yeah. uh, we received a, we had a, one of our guys at rides stayed back after we left in Dallas and connected. And, you know, we may be right up there in the front of that thing, riding That's motorcycles, right leading that, right that thing next year. And, you know, it, the rumble of a motorcycle draws attention. Yeah. You know, uh, it it's just something that I feel like the Christian world misses sometimes in, Because they they see the motorcycle as the bad guys. And, um, but what a joy that it has been. And I I really want to get through some of these pictures where we was, where we went. And y'all comment on them as we go along. When we, we met that morning, it was, I think they told me it was 28 degrees when we left. And we all got on our bikes. It was there was two uh, guys that rode up the day before they wanted to go to the Holocaust Museum but then there was seven of us that took off right. from Falcon headed I think it was about 350 miles if I've got my numbers hours. right yeah. and uh, but we show this first picture well this is the picture where we are out uh, after service that night I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of let them see the snow that was on you can see in the picture the snow's falling yeah you know that is not real conducive for a
2: motorcycle. No, I, I, I fell for you guys. I didn't feel enough to ride with you guys, but I felt for you
3: guys. Uh, yeah, and this is the guys who rode. Uh, they are, I, I tell you, this is uh, some tough hombres. They uh, brave a lot of different circumstances to get out there and ride with us. Uh, several of them have run the 50cc ride with us um many of them do the uh, motorcycle ride across country for veterans we have a father and a daughter over here on the left side this mm-hmm. was their <laughs> this was their first run and uh, so uh, before we show another picture let me uh, let me just say a couple of things um, you know the when we got on those things we got to go by the school mm-hmm. and uh, you guys if y'all could back that up and show us the very first picture I wanted them to see how you engage the children in the yeah there it is thank yeah. you
2: um,
3: this is the picture where we're at
2: your school at Falcon Christian Academy yes yeah. sir and has and really as you were saying a while ago you want to see somebody get excited? Watch these kids get excited when they hear the rumble of those motorcycles, and they look forward to this. This is one of their biggest events of the year. And You can see how excited they are. Yeah. And uh, and I and I, I I'm so glad we've incorporated them into that send off there. I think. Yeah. And I've I've seen your bikers shed tears when they see the kids out there. I've actually seen tears come down their face, and so. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So just look how excited they are. <laughs> that, that old sweetie.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, and then yeah. this this young man save the babies, give them life, and that just captivated me when I read his little poster. Um, if you will hold on just a minute. We'll call for some more pictures in a minute, but I I just want to take a pause here. Um, those children, we don't know when they're gonna when that conviction's gonna hit them. You know, I, as I was listening to the program. The scripture read, the prayer, Lord, just stirred in my heart. Yeah. You know, there could be some of those kids that could be a life changer for many. Yeah, and to for y'all to expose them to
2: this right for life, well, it gives them a big picture too. You know, where, where are these guys going, Mr. Leggett? They're going to Washington D.C to Washington, D.C., are they gonna see Trump? Well, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But it, it makes them think that we can go outside of our community and our neighborhood to a bigger cause and to a bigger thing. And I wish all of our churches could somehow understand that. We don't mm-hmm. have to keep everything localized. Yeah. We have a voice if we if we go for the right cause. So I, so I think it's motivating these kids to see there's a bigger purpose. And, and I appreciate so much you allowing them to be part of, uh, mm. of your send off. Yeah. I just think mm. it. I, you don't know who's, who may be the next Gary Bird out of that group. We'll pray that nobody is, but we're going to win. <laughs> 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 or the next Joy Leggett, we definitely pray nobody is that one. Uh, Miss Don Jackson, yeah, Miss Karen, fine. But, uh, <laughs> but you, you don't know what kind of interest that sparks in those kids. You don't know what the yeah. Lord's planning. Like I said, when I was cutting grass at 19 years old, the Lord played my mind then I'd be able to falcon through them some years later. Didn't know what it meant, but I always had a vision of being there. So God's probably putting a vision in her heart, and I appreciate you allowing them to be a part of that. Yeah. Miss Donna, this was, was this your first time to? It was. Yeah. It How was. did
4: you feel
3: as we was pulling out of there? Did you have any thoughts? or?
4: I had no idea. I had no idea what I was going to see in D.C. My first time in D.C. ever. And oh, it was? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. And just to see. You it's know, when... a long way from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But just to see all the people come out. You know, and as we were standing there at, at the rally, um, there was a group of girls standing to the to the right of me, and they were just grinning and taking pictures, and and um and I thought, I wonder if they're really thinking about what they're here for.
1: Yeah.
4: And um and I stepped up there to them, and I told. Them, So you don't know. But at fifteen I was pregnant. And I was told I couldn't keep a baby. And I don't mean this mean toward my mother. Because I have a good mother. And when my father left it left her responsible for all of us kids. And um, and he was a very strict man we would have we would have been taken by the state if they knew some of the things we endured and um when he left she had to work midnights so that left my older brother in charge of us and even though he was over 18 that was still like putting a kid in charge of the house and um and all of our um authority strictness all that left and and so At fifteen I found myself pregnant and and when I told my mom, she said, You can't keep that baby. For one it it brought shame to her, you know, because, you know, the the neighbors would know the you know, that was forty years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. And um and you didn't say no back then. And I remember going and not really understanding what was happening not really knowing what they were going to do. You know, I knew that I was going to, that I was going pregnant and I was leaving not pregnant anymore, but I didn't understand the process. And they don't go over that with you in those abortion clinics. Planned Parenthood never told me what was going to happen and um, never did break it down for me and tell me what was going to happen. And I remember after it was over, being in that room and crying and crying and crying And they kept saying, you know, they wanted me to get out so they could bring the next one in. And um, so I, I stepped over there because those girls looked like they were my age. I stepped over there and I told them, I said, you know, and I just told them they were from a Catholic church. And I said, you know, I went through this. This is why I stand. You know, and it's such an honor because when Mr. Leggett didn't know this about me. Until um, shortly after he asked me to be the director of Royal Ministries, and and I thought, what should I tell him? You know what what I did, and um, and I know that God has forgiven me, and I know that that child is in heaven. And anyway, um, I did tell him. I did share it with him. And I know, and I told those girls that day, I said, I know the pain that I've went through and that until I was saved, it was a lot worse. But after I received Christ, then he started telling me, it's okay. The baby's here. And as I stood there sharing with that group, the, one of the ladies that was there, she began to cry. And she said, do you know what the baby was? And I said, no, ma'am. And I said, but I've asked the Lord. And I said, I I believe that he's told me that it was a girl. And and if I get to name that child, um, I know after Jesus came into my heart, I know that I've had joy ever since then. And that's what I, if I get to, that's what I will name that child. So... It's an honor for me to get to be able to go and stand for the unborn, even if it's just to to share to some teenagers. you know when I first looked over there at that group and they were smiling and taking pictures of each other, you know how everybody wants to post the pictures and I just thought, Lord, do they really understand what they're standing for today and um so, you know, I, I normally don't tell everybody that story. I've not shared it with y'all no. until today. And now I'm sharing it with whoever watches this program. Yeah. But, um, but I know what it's like to be on that side. And this year, I know what it's like to stand in Washington, D.C., in Dallas, Texas, and be in the numbers of those that are saying this is wrong we we may not get to shout and scream, you know, and all those things, but we're making a stand for the killing of unborn, innocent babies. Yes. So it's hard.
3: We really appreciate you being courageous. When I talked this morning, we started this whole day off. I felt there was a going to be courageous spirit rise and I told the viewers that we were going to have people of courage yeah. with us today and I had no idea the courage that was going to be exposed here today yeah. and we thank you because that for sharing it because there's the second year I did the diaper run enjoy that as you know that's a very difficult ride you know we're riding across the entire nation in less than 50 hours, and we're fighting all kinds of weather. We fought ice, we fought rain, and I keep telling the Lord, please don't ever let us do it just because we do it. And that second year, the Lord just kept reminding me of, you're saving some young ladies some pain. You know, you're saving some daddies some pain. and." you've just validated that there's there's we've got to stop the pain yes. you know uh, drugs are killing us suicide is wiping our youth out front page usa today i hadn't read it but it was on the motel counter and it was talking about the drug epidemic that we're having yeah, that um, it's just it we're trying to numb the pains, mm-hmm. so many of them. I, I've talked to so many drug addicts in my life, and they've said, I just just got to kill the pain. Yeah. Just got to kill the pain. And so thank you for choosing to stand with us and share your story here today. And it makes, it makes our um, efforts feel like maybe we're doing something a little better. You know what I mean? And uh, may God help us. Let, let's just pray. Nice. I, I just feel a sense of prayer right now. Yes. And uh, let's pray and believe that God can... We'll show some more pictures. We still have some time. But while the Spirit is here in such a way... There, Ms. Donna, as you was talking, there very well be some young ladies out there or some ladies. Yeah. You know what? There may be some daddies sitting out there. Because just before I went on the march, mm-hmm. a man sat with me and told me, I don't have any children, but it's not because I didn't give you know, the opportunity for children. I, I had the girl to have abortions, and the pain in his eyes. So there's daddy's hurt. Mm-hmm. Let's just pray, not only that we'll find a way to stop this, but that God will bring some peace to some of these folks, yeah. okay? Yeah. Father, we just thank you today for your grace. I thank you, Lord, for Miss Donna and the courage that she had to go on this TV program and to share this story. This makes it real. The pictures, uh, the stories that we can tell, uh, Lord, all of those things are so minor in relationship to somebody who has had that pain. First of all, God, I thank you because you came to Miss Donna that night in that Bedroom, and she got down on her knees and she found you on her knees beside a drunken husband and she committed her life to you and that you have brought peace and joy, Lord, to her. Thank you, Lord, first of all, that you have restored her and assured her, Lord, of your love and forgiveness and of your care of her child in your arms. Now, Lord, we ask that if there's any young lady out there, Lord, who is struggling today. Oh dear Jesus, help them find you. Help them find peace in you. Lord, I pray that you would help them to maybe get on their knees no matter where they're at and just humbly call out to you. And Lord, may may your healing, your restoration, your forgiveness Lord, may they be assured of your forgiving power. Lord, I pray that you would move, Lord, upon the fathers that are out there. Lord, yes. the one like I sat next to the, just last week and the pain. Lord, and he's, he's a believer now, and the, and, and the pain is not like it was. Lord, you're restoring him even as he walks through the journey, and he's learning to find greater yes. levels of peace and your comfort in his life. So God, we give you thanks right now for your saving, comforting power that creates within us the ability to walk through whatever we have to walk through. And Lord, I thank you because you are empowering ministries like Royal Home Ministries and Mm -hmm. Falcon Children's Home and... Lord, even M25, you're giving us opportunity to make our part of the statement, we stand for life. We thank you for the opportunity we had to stand this past weekend in Washington, D.C. We thank you for the opportunity to stand in Dallas, Texas. And Lord, we pray that the voice of the American Christian will not be silenced anymore. Lord, it's, we just believe that the power of the living God inside of us is going to arise. You said, wake up the mighty men of war. And God, I pray that all men and women, Lord, that serves you will be awakened to this need in our country. And Lord, we pray that we can make that statement. I pray for GLC right now. I believe, God, that you're going to let this program yes, be broadcast yes, far Lord. and wide. Yeah. Yes. I believe yes, for this yes, program yes. not to fall on deaf ears. Yes, right. I pray, God, for this program and all of those yes. who yes. sacrificed to put this program on the air. I pray, God, that you would bless them. And may you meet the needs, Lord. There's, a, there's an yes, effort of the enemy to squelch the truth. And Lord, we believe that your abundance is going to come so that truth may be proclaimed. Yes. We believe yes, for Lord. that. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I sense the Lord here with us today. Do yeah. y'all? Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. really sense the presence of God. And um, what a privilege it is. This believe that God's going to open up this, the airways of this network. Amen. Amen. And, amen uh, this program I think this light of the Southwest can can wait be used to wake up miss Donna the pain the that you just went through to share that story it's not going to be wasted yes. God's going to save some babies out of it and he's going to help some mamas and daddies yes. amen. amen amen wow. Take a breath. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, we were privileged to go, and uh, let's show them some pictures so maybe they can kind of get an idea of what it's like to be up there. Um, Well, we've we've jumped a little too far in the pictures. This—we'll tell you what this is. This is uh, about six o'clock Saturday morning and thirty degrees. Um, our Christian university there in Oklahoma City called Southwestern loaned us these two buses. Man, they didn't charge us a dime. Yes. And we took off to Dallas to march for life down there. Let's, this is the picture of our guys headed to the um, site where y'all marched in Washington, D.C. Uh, as you can see, the snow's everywhere, and the guys are getting on them to head out to ride down to do the march. I, I Unfortunately, I had to jump an airplane. They made me a little nervous about the TSA and I missed the march. Yeah. I got there for the rally the night before. Let's go to the next one. This is a picture of the site. I meant to bring a yellow toboggan on and I was going to have you to wear it, Joey.
2: <laughs> I, I had one of my suitcase. I should have brought it. <laughs> Yeah, we all have yellow toboggans so we can identify each other because there's so many people there, you want to find a way to find your crowd. Find your Mm crowd. And thank you to Bishop Palomo and the Mid-Atlantic Conference for making Mm -hmm. those toboggans. That's right. do not charge us a dime, makes them for free. uh,
3: This is our group that went to Dallas. And uh, I guess all of those folks are either from Oklahoma City uh, or North Carolina. Well, we live in Arlington and... Angel and Megan live there. So, but for the most part, people got up
2: early and drove down there, and it was colder there than it was in Washington D.C. It was, and I thought well, in Washington D.C. had snow. And this is you speaking um, yeah. to
3: our. We have a little pre-rally. Yes. Before we go to the rally, to kind of just to share our hearts of why we're going. I think that's kind of cool. That we're in a parking lot sharing about Jesus and our stand for life, and. Uh, here we're headed out for the march. That's Carolyn there underneath all of the fur and the, the <laughs> coats. <and> the... <laughs> Feel real. look real close, cold. you can see her nose and a little bit of skin. Are you there. sure yes, Ms. that's Ms. I'm not sure. That's
0: it. <laughs> I would have that covered too, if I could.
3: <laughs> uh, I, you know, I wanted to share this. It, you know... That's pretty cool to have those patches walking down the street to me. Yeah, that's right. We are a ministry of hope, and those guys came to march with us. Um, You know, I said that while ago. uh, There was three of them from Amarillo, Texas. There. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and we're marching down the street, standing for life in Dallas, Texas. What an incredible opportunity! And here we are at the uh, rally. Uh, this was before we moved up front to join y'all. This is us standing at the back looking over the crowd. So that just kind of give them a little bit of an overview of what we did
2: uh, when we marched for life. Um, what's your thoughts, Joey? Well, I uh, again, it's it's a, a time where I seem to think we really seem to, to bond. By that I mean we're bringing different ministries together, Royal Home. M25, Falcon Children's Home, saw a lot of conference directors there. Yeah. Um, you know, we were always looking for a home church in uh, the Baltimore or Washington DC area and Bishop Palomo has provided that now. We get there on Thursday night and um, uh, they do. They host the, the rally for us and they feed us all. They fed us a yeah. nice meal, hosted a rally. Very good meal. Very good meal. And Bishop McGee spoke and I did a great job speaking. Excellent. And, uh, and uh, so when that's over with, we all return back to our hotels, and uh, we get ready for the march the next morning. We come out and, and, and go to the march, and then we have a rally there on the grounds before the march, and that's a good time also. And Bishop McGee spoke again, as, as did Bishop Bryant, um, and then we proceed to go to the march. And it's almost, you can feel the excitement building as you're getting closer, and you, you get to that big stage. And I think, not long as we got there, Ben Shapiro spoke, and you know, and then the sidewalk prophets were singing, which is a very that great national uh, Christian group uh, and then when Pence came out and, and him and his wife together came out. And I compare that to five or six years ago when there was nobody from the presidential administration that would come out here. We got the Vice President and then uh, President Trump came out. But more than those people coming out, it's just the camaraderie that's there between all the different factions that's there for one purpose mm-hmm. and that's for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think if there's been an underlying theme throughout this whole process it has been we're not condemning those who've right. had abortions. Because sometimes as Christians, we're, if we're not careful, we can come across as being very judgmental and accusatory. What God forgives, we forgive. We're not here to, to bring up anybody's past. We're here to talk about life and life mm-hmm. eternal. And, and so then we left there and they marched, they marched from there to go on to the, uh, the Capitol to try to talk to their senators or congressmen, try to effect change. Now, I, like you, had to leave early because I had to get back to for Dallas, and so we left. We weren't able to be, be part of the march. We were able to be part of the rally, but not part of the march. So then we flew in uh, to Dallas, got in late um, uh, Friday night, and then went Saturday and, and met you guys when you came down from, a, from Oklahoma City. And it's very important what they do in Dallas because that's where it all began, with Roe versus Wade, right there on the courthouse steps yeah. of, of Dallas. And so uh, I don't think it's just by chance that's where we're having this rally. And the rally in Dallas to us not to the scale of Washington, D.C., because that's the national one. It has grown from the last year to this year. And then our group has grown. So, and then to get there and hear the speakers there and had a great group leading the praise and worship. Um, again, it, uh, it just does something to my soul to see, me, to see the diversity of people who are there at these yeah. rallies. Because God's not a God of one race or one denomination or one particular part of the country. He's God for everyone in the whole world. And, it I it just makes you feel good to be part of the Christian body when you see the body coming together. Now, can we do more? Absolutely. and and, yeah. and that's what I and that's what I'm thinking. The girl at DC that's over the March for Life said this was the biggest crowd she's ever seen. She wow. said so it was the biggest one she's seen. And the estimates were five hundred thousand. I think it may be a little still a little bit smaller. I think it was more than that, but the estimates were five hundred thousand people with the one in Washington D C. But, you know, you were talking about your patches um, not only do the motorcycles don't interest, but when you guys walk around with your patches and all, I see people looking at them. And yeah. So I try to ride y'all's coat tie. I walk with you guys so I can get some attention. <laughs> and, uh, but I, you know, I don't know how much Donna felt. It was her first time going to D.C. and March for Life. and
4: While we were mar- marching in, in um, Dallas, I heard a little girl behind me talking to her mom. And she said, so is it okay? Can 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 parents kill their babies? Mm. That's what the little girl said. Mm. And and is that okay? And the mom said yes. The court system has said it's okay. And the little girl said what? Yeah. And just just mm. to see the little children marching, mm. and their parents teaching them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Mr. Leggett said. They said there was half a million in D.C. and in Dallas, they said there was more this year than there was previously. Mm-hmm. And I think the more we talk about it, the more people know. You know, I spoke at a church on Sunday that said you had stopped by, you and and Carolyn had stopped by and and shared with them about Royal Home Ministries and that were standing for life. And that's how they started getting involved. Instead of just giving money to the church, they said we want it to go to Royal Home. You know, the other side of the country. And the more we talk, the more the Holy Spirit leads you to say something somewhere Mm -hmm. it's making people aware and that's what we can do on the other days out of the year instead of you know beyond the march that's what we can do the other days out of the year is just keep talking about you know all of this and making people more aware so that i believe this will be reversed one day this decision this this law will be reversed one day Mm -hmm. and we won't have to march anymore
3: We're just going to keep marching and believing and praying and talking Mm -hmm. and hoping that day, trusting that day will come. Um, I was thinking um, one of the thoughts that came across my mind was going down there. We were riding in the bus, Mm -hmm. and it's a Christian university bus, and they had a few students with us. a young lady, she had already told us, I went to this Christian school because I, they give me a best deal to play soccer. Yeah, I made that young Yeah, way. And, and it wasn't because it was a Christian school, and I appreciate the Christian school bringing her in and exposing her mm-hmm. to our way of life, you know, and, and not condemning her or anything. We're sitting on the bus talking about abortion, why we're marching. She's, she's set up real tall. She pretty vocal girl she spoke set up and straightened her shoulders and she said well this my opinion is if somebody like me was to get pregnant I don't have any means to support it so it would be okay for me to have an abortion but all other reasons no and I'm thinking girl you're on a bus with pro-lifers do 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 what a part of this do you not understand
4: but you know, Mr. Yuri, she was exactly where God wanted her that day. I know. Because you moved us over there on the way back to, to drop us off at the places we needed to be. And I wound up talking to that girl. And and out of all those people there, I shared with her my experience with abortion. Oh, and prayed God. with her on the van on the way back.
3: Wow. And
4: told Praise her, God. you know, this is what happens this is what they do, and this is the pain. Out of all those people, that's the one. And, and the Lord moved. He put her right where she was supposed yes. to be for that day. Because it may happen one day that she finds herself in that situation. Right. And then Holy Spirit's going to say, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what did I tell you? Or
1: share it.
0: with other girls, you know, that she's around, especially at the colleges and yes. different areas and stuff.
2: Yeah. And guess where she's applying to work this summer? Thousand
4: and children Is that right? She oh asked, my god. Yes. Are you she serious asked about that? Yes, about the summer worker position. Yeah. Another guy front of the in the front yeah. of the bus asked first and then she started talking about it. But she moved over. We were sitting across from one another and she moved over and just sat right in front, right in front of me Donald fell asleep and and she and I just got to talk. And um and and to hear her talk, she hasn't had a whole lot of support as far as she told me she's a Christian. She said, I see the people out there that nobody's talking to, nobody's ministering to. And I know the Lord's using her by what she was saying. Uh-huh. And um, and she's been wounded in soccer badly. Right. And she said, and, and I know that God was with me through all of that. But I think the Lord just set her up that day, Gary. I think yeah. from you saying all that, you know, her saying that out loud was a declaration to, okay. And then you said that, and then the Lord puts me. I didn't. I didn't even know I was going to be on that bus. And then there she was, sitting right in front of me.
3: Well, I didn't know until the right this moment that you had had that opportunity. Yes. I, I you know it's just so cool because you know I didn't down her. You know we didn't make belittle her, um, and I thought wow. But the I think the point I'm trying to make here, I think we need to capture, is in our churches. Mm-hmm. There are people who do not know and need to be made aware of what abortion is and uh-huh. what we need to do to educate them to keep them from
2: it. Mm-hmm. Well you, you know, know when you, when your government says it's okay, yeah, then this generation doesn't know what's going on up to that point. They think, hey, the government says it's okay, it's got to it be must okay. must be okay. when you have our even, tax
3: dollars being spent to pay for it, yeah. You know, I, and hopefully that's turning. But yeah, you, you've got a, a lack of talking about it in the mm-hmm. home and in the church. And then you have the approval from this earthly system. Uh, where does that leave a little girl like that? Yeah, Because and, if
4: you look up abortion in the dictionary, it says the termination of a human pregnancy. Okay. What it should say is the murder of an innocent baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it, it makes people more aware. Yeah. You know, we've got to change the mindset. That's what I know. If, if I didn't feel like I could say no at 15. Yeah. But if I could go back, I would have that 40-year-old child today. Yeah. You know, I would be able to tell you about that child's life. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't made aware of what was going to happen. And I can say this, that young soccer player on that Southwestern van was made aware yeah. of what would happen if she chooses that path one day. And um, anyway, I just.
3: Well, you, <laughs> you look at it, and that was the second part I wanted to point out in this story, is that if people, and I don't mean this arrogantly, but people like us would get outside of the comfort of that church and out of the comfort of their home. We all had to leave our normal duties and we were all thrown in cold weather and whatever you want to call it, we were there and God had us with the opportunity to position a little girl. You follow? Mm-hmm. If yeah. we hadn't have been there That's right. She'd have never been on the bus. That's right. And That's right and so I think the point is is that we have that, we need to be made aware of the problem, and we need to make, be made aware of our responsibility to be out in the presence of other people that need help.
2: And, and, and to piggyback on that, there was a gentleman that came to the church I spoke at Sunday. His mom came up to me and said, he overheard you and the pastor talking on the bus. He's just come off opiates. He's been off opiates now should, for two years, but he wouldn't go to church. But he went to the march. Um, but she says that, that he said he had to go hear that guy this morning and to preach because he heard them talking and he liked what they were saying. So you don't ever know where God puts you. Mm-hmm. How many That's kids right. on the bus do we miss because we stay within our four walls? Right. How many kids yeah. on the streets do we miss because we stay within our four walls? Mm-hmm. How, you know, and another thing I want to say about the March for Life, too, is, is most of the people there are young people. Yes. Mm-hmm. You see, and the Catholics are doing very good about getting their colleges there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Dr. White, <laughs> Dr. Murray, <laughs> Dr. Thompson. Let's get our kids involved because this yeah. is going to go to one of yes. our schools. If she goes to that march, she'll know exactly where we stand. And I'm, not, and I'm not knocking our presidents. Please understand, I love our universities. But, you know, go to the one in Dallas, go to the one in D.C. But the Catholics have all their, most of their colleges and their high schools are going to these things. So they're earning, they're, and I think they've got it. Teach them while they're young. Yes. Let's get these young people to understand mm-hmm. this is not right. right. Just because the government says it's right, just because they go down the street had one, doesn't make it right. So if you get them involved and get them active in what's going on at the D.C. or at Dallas, they would be more educated about what's happening.
3: You know, and I would like to just say, you know, we have viewers from all, and please hear us. We are applauding the Catholic Church. Absolutely. We're, yeah. absolutely. We are thankful for you. Thank you for yeah, carrying I mean. the flag. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes. And it's there's no we're using you as a standard. Yeah, I, I'm okay. saying we should be more like yeah. you. that's what yeah. I'm that's what I'm saying. And, and I just want, I knew you were, but I wanted to make that very direct. Right, right. You right. know that we're applauding. Thank you for standing up. The for effort life. that they have put forth, and it should it should shame us for oh, not absolutely. being more involved. And um, I'm very thankful that we are at least picking it up now. You know, I, there's this big youth event. And I scheduled the diaper run to end at this youth event. Oh, really? And I asked them, I said, uh, can I ride my motorcycle in like I do at Falcon and present the diapers that we get? It was our second year, I think. Yeah, our second year. And they didn't have time in the program. And I told them, I said, who needs to know more than those teenage girls that we have a home in Falcon they can send one of their friends. Who's going to be the first person that you know that that a, a girl's going to tell? They're going to tell their friends at school. Hey, I'm pregnant. You know. Mm-hmm. And if that girl is made aware, we've just got to shake the system. That's all I'm trying to tell yes. you. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a little bold. I'm going to get a little bold. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> we've got to shake the system. Right. And I believe that God is uh, going to raise up some. Incredible boldness in these days ahead.
0: We've sat back and been quiet and silent for too long. That's why we're Mm -hmm. in the critical situation we're in now.
3: Dietrich Bonhoeffer reminded us silence is a vote. You know, if Mm -hmm. we don't get anything else, we are to understand that. If you just sit there silently, um, it's a vote. And I'm thankful that we are at least making an a charge at it, mm-hmm. and
2: and we're just beginning. We're still in early stages of, of mm-hmm. the march for life. I think it's going to grow, and grow and grow. The involvement from our our, our friends and our churches and church members and those things. But well, they, and they they can get more
3: information. It's I mean Google anything, mm-hmm. you know. But yes, you can. <laughs> we spoke at an earlier program. Everybody is up in arms and we should be like a bombing of the of the murray building timothy mcveigh what he done but when you put it in perspective 168 people were killed that day Mm -hmm. and what is it 168 in an hour or aborted or if 30 minutes i forget what he said but it's just a short window of time there's 168 Mm -hmm. gone and we just write that off.
2: Write that off. Mm-hmm.
3: And I think uh, when you put it in perspective, uh, Donna, can you remember those that you gave in the program a while ago, the numbers on 40 million? And- yeah,
4: what I, what I read was for last year, it was estimated. And they took the numbers from earlier in the year to try to come up with this estimation. They said that there would be, by the end of 2018, around 41 million babies aborted. And so when you when you add up seconds, I just want to see how many because I'd read another report about how many seconds that they said every one and a half seconds a baby's aborted. And so and I and I looked that up and that's true. If the 41 million is right, then that's true. Mm. And that's unbelievable.
3: Yeah.
4: How many how many babies have lost their life just while we're sitting here?
3: The numbers talking. I have learned are so staggering that our mind can't comprehend it, so we default and kick it out. You know the, the mind can't can't analyze that kind of numbers, and so we just say, "Oh well, that really don't happen." And I think that w- we are becoming more aware mm-hmm. that it is happening,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and um, I think
0: a lot of people don't believe that, yeah. And then they said, and what can I do? It's just me anyway. I'm just one person. But um, one person changed it, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And it was just the determination. And I'll never forget. Um, My mother is a very godly lady and stuff. And I remember when I was a young girl, when it was going to happen, Roe versus Wade. Roe versus uh, Wade. (laughs) Yes, thank you. And she says, Who does she think she is? That will never happen. And my mother and many others did not go vote, and it did happen. Mm -hmm. Because of the mindset, one person can't do that. but one person can make a big change, positive or negative.
3: And I think all of us have to recognize that if we don't show up, the other guy may not show up, and the other guy may not show up, Mm -hmm. and then there's nobody. So... Uh, but we're going to keep charging this thing, and believing Absolutely. it. And amen. Uh, we're going to believe for the Royal Home Ministries. I, mm. I, I'm with you, Donna. I think that we are to have Royal Home Ministries all over this country. In yeah. every
4: state. Every yes. state. And, In um, every
3: state. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and Joey goes,
2: yes, we do.
3: <laughs> but see, Joey, yeah, I just I want to
2: start one at time. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, is God's going to have to keep empowering uh-huh. you with people. Mm-hmm. You can't do it all. No. We would never expect you to carry that burden, but God can empower pastors and leaders around this country. That will do that very thing.
2: Well, I think we had um, someone speaking yesterday at church in Florida, and uh, he's already saying we'd like to start an attorney home here. So it could be he raises up people. We'll come in and do what we can do to help them get started. If won't put an umbrella of falcon, we can do that. Show them what, what uh, expertise we may have in helping them get their license, and then go from there. But yeah, we can't be in every state personally but um, and then we've also got another situation in Tennessee that we're still possibly looking at so uh, and then South Carolina is also asking for a maternity home down there with the children's home we just opened up down there so a lot of work ahead of us um, but I don't I don't think of it as me I think of it is the Lord and mm-hmm. uh, he'll raise up people that uh, will help me and like you said I think you you're exactly right um, but I can do the best I can and and get whatever instruction and help I can but God will raise up somebody in all these places that will help make the difference, and help us get this started.
3: Let me ask you if um, a girl in
2: Texas needs a home, is it possible that she could come to royal home? It's very possible. We don't, we don't turn away girls for non-payment. Now, she would not be able to get the funding from North Carolina because we're licensed by the state of North Carolina, mm-hmm. but we would definitely say we would work with her yes um we would like for someone to help with the cost uh, maybe the church could defray some of the costs maybe another group could but if they can't then we we would definitely take her we're not going to say no to a child in the not and, not for and payment we do. issues and,
1: and we, we do i've got a lot of,
2: I've got girls that get no payment mm-hmm. for and um and so that's not theory no, no we do we' don't, <laughs> no, no no we we do and uh and we're one of the few children's homes that do do that mm-hmm. um in, in in north carolina at least um but i just i couldn't lay my head on the pillow at night and say i turned a child down that needs us because of payment but then you get things like what y'all guys do raising money for the, on the diaper run um uh, we also raise the money when we go on the march for life the harvest train program i mean i think all that uh, enables us to say we can take these children with no payment it enables us to have a, a school for our kids and so You know, if I was to be greedy and say, I just want to keep the money in-house, Falcon will be fine for years to come. But I'm not there to have a storehouse of money. Not saying we're making a lot of money, but we use what we've got to provide services. And that is for kids who have no way of payment for programs that I don't get any funding for. Mm -hmm. But if it helps the child, it's what we're gonna do. That's right. God's a big God. I think He he owns all the cattle on the hillside. So I I don't limit what God's gonna do. Now somebody would say, I'm not a good fiscal manager, perhaps. But so far, I think we've done pretty good at Children's Home instead of yes. all the needs we need to meet. You know, I think that sometimes the viewers
3: and people need to understand that there's a there comes a cost with this yeah. f- from men and women such as y'all. Um, I had a guy one time that we were working co-partners in church leadership. And he said, look, uh, this was m- many years ago. He said, I make $90,000 a year. Uh, in my business and if God wants me to go to work for him he can pay me $90,000 I just looked at him I said good luck (laughs) and what's sad is he was probably one of the best teachers I ever sat under but he ended up dying a broken man Mm -hmm. not doing anything for God because God never paid him $90,000 a year you know I say that because people need to understand you took a pay cut to do what you're doing. And when we say God's going to meet the need, that doesn't mean that you're going to live like you could have if you would have gone the business world. Right. But the paychecks of watching that little child reach up and grab your hand, best Christmas I ever had. Yeah. I tell you so, the thing the, the thing, that,
2: the thing that's, that bothered me the most when I was struggling whether to apply for the job was what if I didn't yeah and then down the road they close the doors at Falcon yeah and um, and I saw kids that uh, I knew would have benefited from Falcon could I live with myself and not and again I don't know what made me think I was s- so granted I could change Falcon I mean I don't want to sound like I thought I was the answer I was coming on a white horse but I just knew there was a calling I just yeah. could feel it and I said and if I don't how would Jesus feel about me that I, I let him down because I could feel he was pulling me. You know, I don't, I, I Honestly, I never felt like I was qualified. And to this day, I still don't think I'm as qualified as I should be. But I, I like that. I think sometimes people yeah. that are too confident, they tend to not depend upon God that much. Um, and believe me, I've got of myself a few times there, and the Lord has to bring me back down. But the, the fear of what may happen if I didn't drove me more than money Money's yeah. money and, and I and the insurance home pays me well. Let me say that for they're not I'm not going broke there. They're paying me well, but you know, I probably can make a lot more money out there in the private sector and was making more money, but but they're they're good I get paid well for what I do. I won't say that. Um, but I've not asked for pay raises since I've been there. I don't want to pay raises since I've been there. I'd rather get raises for my staff. Um, but uh, but if God's calling you to do something and you know he's calling you to do something mm-hmm you really want to live with that two or three years down the road that you didn't do what He called you to do, and then I don't know how that falls in with God either. How's, how's He going to... I mean, yeah, He's not going to send you to hell for that, I'm sure, but it sure does cause a little bit of a rift in the relationship there. And the last thing I want to do is have a rift a in my relationship with God. Yeah. So.
3: And I think uh, we're running out of time here, but what I keep hearing you talk about is, and I heard Miss Donna talk about it, is the compassion, the heart. Yeah. You know, you can give your body to be burned at the stake and not have love, and it means nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that has been a driving force in our life is we want to only do that which we're broken for, that which we, we feel in our heart that is tugging us. And when you, when you ha- operate from compassion, there's no price tag that seems like it's a big price tag. You know, there's nothing that God could ask of you that means like it's any big deal because the love is drawing you, and, and, it, and it removes fear. You know, it, I think I've read that in some book. I don't remember, but uh, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I just believe that God is, if I, if I could close up today with you as a viewer, is look around this old messy world that we're living in, And see people that are hurting and let God tug at your heart and respond to that. And then look at things. When you hear uh, Miss Donna say, it should say, murder of a child, recognize that that's God's child and be broken for it and let that motivate you. I believe we can change this world if you do that. Thank you so much for tuning in to Light of the Southwest on God's Learning Channel. We want to welcome you to Light of the Southwest. It's an incredible blessing to be sitting here doing this, isn't it? Yes, it is. We are so thankful that you've tuned in today for our uh, program. We have (laughs) our guests back, uh, Joy Leggett and Donna Jackson and we we had a the first hour was great. We, we never got to the subject we were going to talk about, <laughs> but it was great. <laughs> you know, I I kept wanting to say, uh, guys, we're just going to kind of follow this, and I thought, no, nah, we're just going to go with it. And, but uh, we're going to have a good time this hour. We're yes. going to we're going to talk about March for Life, something that mm. connects what we did last hour. Uh, we talked about. You know your ministries as far as pro life, Mm -hmm. and what you do to help people find life. Now that does Royal Home is about the pro life and the relationship to abortion and those kind of things. Falcons Children Home, that's about life too. Mm -hmm. It's about giving kids who have been brought into this world but abandoned for many, for the most part, and now they can find life, find meaning, find direction. What a blessing that is. I just so appreciate y'all. And uh, I told Miss Donna uh, while you were out getting lunch, you know, she's really one of our heroes, you know. People that are house parents, Mm -hmm. people who are living in the war zones.
1: Yes, absolutely.
3: We were uh, foster kids, or we have foster parents. Yes. Um, I was still the kid, but we were foster parents for it. you were. There had to be one grown-up in the crowd, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, no more than I was exposed to it. The little girl was deaf, and uh, Carolyn does sign language, and so she really took her in. But uh, you know, I, for some reason. I had to go to work real early in the morning and had to stay real late at night. And finally one night, one morning, I woke up.
0: She kept asking where my husband was. You know. I said, well, he, he really lives here, you know, and everything. And, and so it was like three or four days. He's hollering, Caroline, Caroline, here. <laughs> He's still in bed for whatever reason, and she's standing over looking at him. <laughs> I
3: opened my eyes, and she was looking down on me.
1: <laughs> she finally got to see him.
3: <laughs> I realize that parenting gig, you know, it's 24-7. You know, there's no privacy thing going on. So thank you for what you all do. Well, thank you for having us. But yes. we have been able to connect uh, guys riding motorcycles
1: Mm-hmm. to
3: what y'all do. Uh, Carolyn's privilege to get to come and do a breakfast with your girls. Yes. You've allowed M25 to come in and, and be a part of what you do. And we, we so appreciate it. And out of all of that, I guess really where our connection started was in Washington, D.C., pro-life. I knew about all this other, but right. you know, it was where we, you and I really got to connect. And um, our main bishop, uh, ask us to go march with him in Washington, D.C. for
2: life. Yeah. And we went, didn't we, Joy? We did. It was snow on the ground, about 20 degrees. We got kind of close because I didn't want to freeze. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of huddled <hungover> together. <laughs> but uh, it, it, uh, I was in a board meeting at uh, Falcon Children's Home and uh, Bishop Beecham was on that, in that board meeting and he said, "Joy, what are y'all doing about March for Life? Are y'all going? And I hate to admit it, I didn't know much about March for Life. We were with a maternity home under our organization of Falcon Children's Home. And I said, uh, Bishop, I, I, I have to be honest with you, I don't know much about it. He said, oh, well, you need to go. And, uh, and he invited you to go. And, and I think it was three other gentlemen went and we went for the first time. And Gary, I don't know how you felt, I can just say from, but I feel like you may have shared some of the same sentiments I did, but, um, when I saw all those hundreds of thousands of people, don't believe CNN, there's a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, when I saw all those people for one cause, I said, you know, I hadn't seen that probably in my whole lifetime, yeah. where Christians were coming together for one cause. Now, most of them were Catholics, and, but I appreciate what the Catholics are doing yes, stand up for yes. life. Yeah. And, uh, but we need, more Protestants mm-hmm. need to go. But still, whether it was Catholics, Protestants, or whatever, it was just Christians standing together for a cause. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just thought, wow we got to be here. And so I think we went the next year or maybe 20. But, yeah. um, but there was a gentleman on the Royal Home Board after I went that first year, Moses King, who's now passed away, uh, who's given a lot to world missions, a lot to colleges. Uh, he was a, a grocery store owner down there in North Carolina, like three Piggly Wigglies or Hoggly Wogglies or something. Piggly Wigglies, Piggly <laughs> Wigglies. And, uh But I know Moses is a great man. But I said, Brother Moses, if we could somehow tie in what we call the, 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 for the March of Life, like the Ride for Life. Get the motorcycles mm-hmm. to lead that delegation. Um, and then, so we, we bring some monies in to help support the ministry, call it 50 for Life. Mm-hmm. And that's how that all, cause the Royal Home at that point always kind of stayed, you know, it was always kind of in the red. We were having to give money to it from the children's home to kind of keep it going in those days. I so said, they're, they're one event away from being able to pay all their bills. And I don't think God intends for a ministry not to be able to pay its bills. Mm-hmm. And so that's how that came and came together. And I called you, and I can't say how appreciative I am, how much I can't say how, how thankful I am for all that you did to make this possible. Because the first time I ran it by you, I was going to like, I don't know, I'm kind of afraid of that Gary Bird. I don't know. He looks like he can be tough. And I said, uh, Brother Gary, I would. I think if we could do this together. Yeah. Because motorcycles. There's something about motorcycles and men, Christian men on motorcycles. You know, we we know of all the bike gangs that sometimes right. have bad reputations but not good Christian men working together. And, and from the get-go, you have been on board with that and you've led that, you've taken it over and I appreciate all you've done. You've lined up where we're going to meet, you've had your bikers come, you rode through snow, uh, sleet, you name it. And you've even in some accidents coming back from D.C. Um, and so we could not do what we do for the March for Life as far as our delegation there if it wasn't for what you do. And I appreciate that. And yeah. I, I don't know how you get do all that you do, but I'm so appreciative of, of what you've done. But that's how it got started. And then yeah. uh, you you now come in at our Harvest Train program we have every year. Yeah. And, and I had a kid call me one day. His dad put him. He said, "My son wants to talk to you." He said, "Are you going to have those motorcycles at Harvest Train this year?" He <laughs> said, if you don't, I'm not coming." <laughs> I said, well, we're going to have them there." And uh, so. Um, but i i really think the thing i think that's most beautiful about all of it is is um to see grown men on motorcycles standing up for the life of the unborn child yeah and that's what y'all do and and but uh, as far as the march for life it's a great event and and if you're out there in tv land or internet land and and you want to go to an event where you see christians standing together for a cause that's making a difference join us i don't know what the date is for next year it's in early january we'll get out we'll get out some information but um for the March for Life. Not only in, and if you can't go to D.C., go to Dallas, uh, go yeah. to Oklahoma City, to have it in, in your home city, wherever you are. But if you want to go to the biggest one, make plans to go to D.C. for that event. Yeah.
3: You know, I, we, we're gonna show some pictures here to it, this next few moments, but uh, that one in D.C. is the big one. Yeah, yeah. But the one in Dallas- well, that's the capital, that's where yeah, it it the be. capital, <laughs> and right. that's where more emphasis is, needs to be put. That's right. But the one in Dallas, We stood right in front of the building where Roe versus Wade was Mm -hmm. passed. And to make a stand there is also an incredible thing. And uh, we received a... We had one of our guys at rides stayed back after we left in Dallas and connected. And, you know, we may be right up there in the front of that thing riding motorcycles right leading that right thing next year and you know it the rumble of a motorcycle draws attention yeah. you know uh it it's just something that i feel like the christian world misses sometimes and because they they see the motorcycle as the bad guys and yeah. um but what a joy that it has been and i I really want to get through some of these pictures where we was where we went, and y'all comment on them as we go along. When we we met that morning, it was I think they told me it was twenty eight degrees when we left, and we all got on our bikes. There was there was two uh, guys that rode up the day before; they wanted to go to the Holocaust Museum, but then there was seven of us that took off right. from Falcon, headed. I think it was about three hundred and fifty miles, if I'm got my five numbers hours. right. Yeah. And uh, But we show this first picture. Well, this is the picture where we are out uh, after service that night. I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of let them see the snow that was on. You can see in the picture the snow's falling. Yeah. You know, th- that is not real conducive for a motorcycle. No, I, I, I fell
2: for you guys. I didn't feel enough to ride with you guys, but I felt for you guys. <laughs> and,
3: uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and this is the guys who rode. Uh, They are, I I tell you, this is uh, some tough hombres. They uh, brave a lot of different circumstances to get out there and ride with us. Uh, Several of them have run the 50cc ride with us. Um, Many of them do the... uh, Motorcycle ride across the country for veterans. We have a father and a daughter over here on the left side. This mm-hmm. was their, <laughs> this was their first run. And uh, so, uh, before we show another picture, let me uh, let me just say a couple of things. Um, you know the when we got on those things, we got to go by the school. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys, if y'all could back that up and show us the very first picture, I wanted them to see. How you engage the children in the. Yeah, there it is. Thank yeah. you. Um, this is the picture where we're at your school.
2: At Falcon Christian Academy, yes, yeah. sir. And, and it has really, as you were saying a while ago, you want to see somebody get excited? Watch these kids get excited when they hear the rumble of those motorcycles, and they look forward to this. This is one of their biggest events of the year, and you can see how excited they are. Yeah. And uh, and I and I, I I'm so glad we've incorporated them into that send off there. I think. Yeah. And I've I've seen your bikers shed tears when they see the kids out there. I've actually seen tears come down their face, and so. Uh, Absolutely. So just look how excited they are. <laughs> that, that old sweetie. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, it, and then yeah. this this young man save the babies, give them life, and that just captivated me when I read his little poster. Um, if you will hold on just a minute. We'll call for some more pictures in a minute, but I I just want to take a pause here. Um, those children, we don't know when they're gonna when that conviction's gonna hit them. You know, I as I was listening to the program. The scripture read, the prayer, Lord, just stirred in my heart. Yeah, you know, there could be some of those kids that could be a life changer for many. Yeah, and to for y'all to expose them to this right for
2: life, well, it gives them a big picture too. You know, where, where are these guys going, Mr. Leggett? They're going to Washington D.C to Washington, D.C., are they gonna see Trump? Well, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But it, it makes them think that we can go outside of our community and our neighborhood to a bigger cause and to a bigger thing. And I wish all of our churches could somehow understand that. We don't yeah. have to keep everything localized. Yeah. We have a voice if we if we go for the right cause. So I, so I think it's motivating these kids to see there's a bigger purpose. and. And I appreciate so much you allowing them to be part of, uh, mm-hmm. of your send off. Yeah. I just think mm-hmm. it. I, you don't know who's, who may be the next Gary Bird out of that group. We'll pray that nobody is, but we're going to win. <laughs> 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 or the next Joy Leggett, we'll definitely pray nobody is that one. Uh, Miss Don Jackson, yeah, Miss Karen, fine. But, uh, <laughs> but you, you don't know what kind of interest that sparks in those kids. You don't know what the yeah. Lord's planning. Like I said, when I was cutting grass at 19 years old, the Lord played my mind then, I'd be able to falcon through them some years later. Didn't know what it meant, but I always had a vision of being there. So God's probably putting a vision in their heart, and I appreciate you allowing them to be a part of that. Yeah. Miss this was was this your first time to? It was. Yeah. It How was. did you feel as we
3: was pulling out of there? Did you have any thoughts? or?
4: I had no idea. I had no idea what I was going to see in D.C. My first time in D.C. ever. And oh, it was? Yes, sir. Oh, yes. And just to see. You it's know, a long when... way
2: from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: But just to see all the people come out. You know, and as we were standing there at at the rally, um, there was a group of girls standing to the to the right of me, and they were just grinning and taking pictures, and and um and I thought, I wonder if they're really thinking about what they're here for.
1: Yeah.
4: And um and I stepped up there to them, and I told. Them, See, you don't know, but at 15, I was pregnant, and I was told I couldn't keep the baby. And I don't mean this mean toward my mother, because I have a good mother. And when my father left, it left her responsible for all of us kids. and. um and he was a very strict man. We would have, we would have been taken by the state if they knew some of the things we endured. And um, when he left, she had to work midnights, so that left my older brother in charge of us. And even though he was over eighteen, that was still like putting a kid in charge of the house and um, and all of our um, authority, strictness, all that left and and so. At 15, I found myself pregnant. And, and when I told my mom, she said, you can't keep that baby. For one, it, it brought shame to her, you know, because, you know, the, the neighbors would know. the You know, that was 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. right? And, um, and you didn't say no back then. And I remember going and not really understanding what was happening. Not really knowing what they were going to do, you know. I knew that I was going to, that I was going pregnant, and I was leaving not pregnant anymore. But I didn't understand the process, and they don't go over that with you in those abortion clinics. Planned Parenthood never told me what was going to happen, and um, never did break it down for me and tell me what was going to happen. And I remember after it was over, being in that room and crying and crying and crying. And they kept saying, you know, they wanted me to get out so they could bring the next one in. And um, so I, I stepped over there because those girls looked like they were my age. I stepped over there and I told them, I said, you know, and I just told them they were from a Catholic church. And I said, you know, I went through this. This is why I stand. You know, and it's such an honor because when Mr. Leggett didn't know this about me. Until um, shortly after he asked me to be the director of Royal Ministries, and and I thought, what should I tell him? You know what what I did, and um, and I know that God has forgiven me, and I know that that child is in heaven. And anyway, um, I did tell him. I did share it with him. And (laughs) I know and I told those girls that day, I said, I know the pain that I've went through and that until I was saved, it was a lot worse. But after I received Christ, then he started telling me it's okay. The baby's here. And as I stood there sharing with that group, the one of the ladies that was there, she began to cry. And she said, do you know what the baby was? And I said, no, ma'am. And I said, but I've asked the Lord. And I said, I I believe that he's told me that it was a girl. And and if I get to name that child, um, I know after Jesus came into my heart, I know that I've had joy ever since then. And that's what I, if I get to, that's what I will name that child. So... It's an honor for me to get to be able to go and stand for the unborn. Even if it's just to to share to some teenagers. You know, when I first looked over there at that group, and they were smiling and taking pictures of each other. You know how everybody wants to post the pictures, and I just thought, Lord, do they really understand what they're standing for today? And um, So, you know, I, I normally don't Tell everybody that story. I've not shared it with y'all. No. Until today, and now I'm sharing it with whoever watches this program. Yeah. But um, but I know what it's like to be on that side. And this year, I know what it's like to stand in Washington D.C. and Dallas, Texas, and be in the numbers of those that are saying this is wrong. We, we may not get to shout and scream, you know, and all those things, but we're making a stand for the killing of unborn, innocent babies. Yes. So, sorry. Uh,
3: we really appreciate you being courageous. When I talked this morning, we started this whole day off. I felt there was a, going to be courageous spirit rise and I told the viewers that we were going to have people of courage yeah. with us today, and I had no idea the courage that was going to be exposed here today. Yeah. And we thank you because that for sharing it. Because there's the second year I did the diaper run. Joy, that as you know, that's a very difficult ride. You know, we're riding across the entire nation in less than 50 hours. And we're fighting all kinds of weather. We fought ice. We fought rain. And I keep telling the Lord, please don't ever let us do it just because we do it. And that second year, the Lord just kept reminding me of you're saving some young ladies some pain. You know, you're saving some daddies some pain. And you've just validated that there's there's we've got to stop the pain you know uh drugs are killing us suicide is wiping our youth out front page usa today i hadn't read it but it was on the motel counter and it was talking about the drug epidemic that we're having Um, it's just it we're trying to numb the pains, mm-hmm. so many of them. I, I've talked to so many drug addicts in my life, and they've said, I just just got to kill the pain. Yeah. Just got to kill the pain. And so thank you for choosing to stand with us and share your story here today. And it makes, it makes our um, efforts feel like maybe we're doing something a little better you know what I mean and uh, may God help us Let, let's just pray nice. I, I just feel a sense of prayer right now yes. and uh, let's pray and believe that God can we'll show some more pictures we still have some time but while the spirit is here in such a way Miss Donna as you was talking there very well be some young ladies out there or some ladies yeah. you know what there may be some daddies sitting out there because just before I went on the march, mm-hmm. a man sat with me and told me, I don't have any children, but it's not because I didn't give you know, the opportunity for children. I, I had the girl to have abortions, and the pain in his eyes. So there's daddy's hurt.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Let's just pray, not only that we'll find a way to stop this, but that God will bring some peace to some of these folks, yeah. okay? Yeah. Father, we just thank you today for your grace. I thank you, Lord, for Miss Donna and the courage that she had to go on this TV program and to share this story. This makes it real. The pictures, uh, the stories that we can tell, uh, Lord, all of those things are so minor in relationship to somebody who has had that pain. First of all, God, I thank you because you came to Miss Donna that night in that Bedroom, and she got down on her knees and she found you on her knees beside a drunken husband and she committed her life to you and that you have brought peace and joy, Lord, to her. Thank you, Lord, first of all, that you have restored her and assured her, Lord, of your love and forgiveness and of your care of her child in your arms. Now, Lord, we ask that if there's any young lady out there, Lord, who is struggling today. Oh, dear Jesus, help them find you. Help them find peace in you. Lord, I pray that you would help them to maybe get on their knees no matter where they're at and just humbly call out to you. And Lord, may may your healing, your restoration, your forgiveness or may they be assured of your forgiving power. Lord, I pray that you would move, Lord, upon the fathers that are out there. Lord, yes. the one like I sat next to the, just last week and the pain. Lord, and he's, he's a believer now and the, and, and the pain is not like it was. Lord, you're restoring him even as he walks through the journey and he's learning to find greater yes, levels of peace and your comfort in his life. So God, we give you thanks right now for your saving, comforting power that creates within us the ability to walk through whatever we have to walk through. And Lord, I thank you because you are empowering ministries like Royal Home Ministries and Mm -hmm. Falcon Children's Home and... Lord, even M25, you're giving us opportunity to make our part of the statement we stand for life. We thank you for the opportunity we had to stand this past weekend in Washington, D.C. We thank you for the opportunity to stand in Dallas, Texas. And Lord, we pray that the voice of the American Christian will not be silenced anymore. Lord, it's, we just believe that the power of the living God inside of us is going to arise. You said, wake up the mighty men of war. And God, I pray that all men and women, Lord, that serves you will be awakened to this need in our country. And Lord, we pray that we can make that statement. I pray for GLC right now. I believe, God, that you're going to let this program yes, be broadcast yes, far Lord. and wide. Yes. I believe for this program not to fall on deaf ears. Yes, yes, right. I pray, God, for this program and all of those yes. who sacrificed to put this program on the air. I pray, God, that you would bless them. And may you meet the needs, Lord. There's a there's an Jesus. effort of the enemy to squelch the truth. Truth and Lord, we believe that Your abundance is going to come, so that truth may be proclaimed. Yes, we believe yes, for Lord. that. We thank you for that, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I sense the Lord here with us today. Do yeah. y'all yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. really sense the presence of God? And um, what a privilege it is. This yeah. believe that God's going to open up this the airways of this network amen and, and, amen uh, this program I think this light of the Southwest can can wait be used to wake up Miss Donna the pain the that you just went through to share that story it's not going to be wasted yes. God's going to save some babies out of it and he's going to help some mamas and daddies yes. amen amen. 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 Wow. Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we were privileged to go. And uh, let's show them some pictures so maybe they can kind of get an idea of what it's like to be up there. Um, well, we've, we've jumped a little too far in the pictures. this We'll tell you what this is. This is uh, about 6 o'clock Saturday morning and 30 degrees um, our Christian university there in Oklahoma City called Southwestern loaned us these two buses. Man, they didn't charge us a dime. Yes. And we took off to Dallas to march for life down there. Let's, this is the picture of our guys headed to the um, site where y'all marched in Washington, D.C. Uh, as you can see, the snow's everywhere. And the guys are getting on them to head out to ride down to do the march. I, I Unfortunately, I had to jump an airplane. They made me a little nervous about the TSA, and I missed the march. Yeah. I got there for the rally the night before. Let's go to the next one. This is a picture of the site. I meant to bring a yellow toboggan on, and I was going to have you to wear it, Joey. <laughs> I,
2: I had one in my suitcase. I should have brought it. <laughs> yeah, We all have yellow toboggans. So we yeah. identify each other because there's so many people there. You want to find a way to find your crowd. Find your crowd. Mm-hmm. And thank you to Bishop Palomo and the Mid-Atlantic Conference for making mm-hmm. those. That's lights. right. do not charge us a dime, makes them for free. And, uh,
3: this is our group that went to Dallas. And uh, I guess all of those folks are either from Oklahoma City uh, or North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we live in Arlington and, and uh, Angel and Megan live there. So, But for the most part, people got up early and drove
2: down there. And it was colder there than it was in Washington, D.C. It was. And I thought, "What well, in Washington, D.C. had snow. And this is you speaking um, yeah. to our, we
3: have a little pre-rally yes. before we go to the rally to kind of just to share our hearts of why we're going. I think that's kind of cool that we're in a parking lot sharing about Jesus and our stand for life. And um, here we're headed out for the march. That's Carolyn there underneath all of the fur and the, the <laughs> coats. And the, <laughs> if you look real cold. close, you can see her nose and a little bit of skin. Oh, are you sure <laughs> Ms. that's Ms. Canterman? I'm not sure.
0: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have that covered too if I could. <laughs> uh,
3: I, you know, I wanted to share this. It, you know, that's pretty cool to have those patches walking down the street to me. Yeah. That's right. We are a ministry of hope. And those guys came to march with us. Um, I, you know, I said that a while ago. Uh, there was three of them from Amarillo, Texas there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And we're marching down the street, standing for life in Dallas, Texas. What an incredible opportunity. And here we are at the uh, rally. Uh, this was before we moved up front to join you all. This is us standing at the back, looking over the crowd. So that just kind of give them a little bit of an overview of what we did when we
2: marched for life. Um, what's your thoughts, Joey? Well, I uh, again, it's it's a a time where I seem to think we really seem to, to bond. By that I mean we're bringing different ministries together: Royal Home, M25, Falcon Children's Home. saw a lot of conference directors there. Yeah. Um, you know, we were always looking for a home church and the Baltimore or Washington, D.C. area, and Bishop Palomo has provided that now. We get there on Thursday night, and um, uh, they do—they host the the rally for us, and they feed us all. They fed us a nice meal, hosted a rally. Very good meal. Very good meal. And Bishop McGee spoke, and I did a great job speaking. Excellent. And uh, and, uh, so when that's over with, we all return back to our hotels, and uh, we get ready for the march the next morning. We come out and, and, and go to the march, and then we have a rally there on the grounds before the march. And that's a good time also. And Bishop McGee spoke again, as, as did Bishop Bryant. Um, and then we proceeded to go to the march. And it's almost, you can feel the excitement building as you're getting closer and you, you get to that big stage. And I think, not long ago, I there Ben Shapiro spoke. And you know, and then the Sidewalk Prophets were singing, which is a very na- great national uh, Christian group. Uh, and Then when Pence came out, and, and him and his wife together came out. And I compare that to Five or six years ago, when there was nobody from the presidential administration that would come out here, we got the vice president, and then uh, President Trump came out. But more than those people coming out, it's just the camaraderie that's there between all the different factions that's there for one purpose, and that's for life. Uh, and I think, I think if there's been an underlying theme throughout this whole process, it's been, we're not condemning those who've right. had abortions. Because sometimes as Christians, we're, if we're not careful, we can come across as being very judgmental and accusatory. What God forgives, we forgive. We're not here to, to bring up anybody's past. We're here to talk about life and life mm-hmm. eternal. And, and so then we left there, and they marched, they marched from there to go on to the, uh, the Capitol to try to talk to their senators or congressmen, try to effect change. Now, I, like you, had to leave early because I had to get back to for Dallas, and so we left. We weren't able to be, be part of the march. We were able to be part of the rally, but not part of the march. So then we flew in uh, to Dallas, got in late um, uh, Friday night, and then went Saturday and, and, and met you guys when you came down from, a, from Oklahoma City. And it's very important what they do in Dallas because that's where it all began with Roe versus Wade right there on the courthouse steps yeah. of, of Dallas. And so uh, I don't think it's just by chance that's where we're having this rally. And the rally in Dallas, us, not to the scale of Washington, D.C., because that's the national one. It has grown from last year to this year. And then our group has grown. So, and then to get there and hear the speakers there and it had a great group leading the praise and worship. Um, again, it uh, it's just does something to my soul to see, me, to see the diversity of people who are there at these yeah. rallies. Because God's not a God of one race or one denomination or one particular right. part of the country. He's God for everyone in the whole world. and it, I, it just makes you feel good to be part of the Christian body when you see the body coming together. Now, can we do more? Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and, that's, what and that's what I'm thinking. The girl at D.C. that's over the March for Life said so this was the biggest crowd she's ever seen. She wow. said so it was the biggest mm-hmm. one she seen. And estimates were 500,000. I think it may be a little still a little bit smaller. I think it was more than that. But estimates were 500,000 people with the one in Washington, D.C. But, you know, you were talking about your patches. Um, not only do the motorcycles don't interest, but when you guys walk around with your patches and all, I see people looking at them. And yeah. So I try to ride y'all's coat I walk with you guys so I can get some attention. <laughs> and, uh, but, I, you know, I don't know how much Donna felt. It was her first time going to D.C. in March for Life. and.
4: While we were marching in in um, Dallas, I heard a little girl behind me talking to her mom. and she said, "So is it okay? can 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 parents kill their babies?" Mm. That's what the little girl said. Mm. and And is that okay?" And the mom said, "Yes, the court system has said it's okay." And the little girl said, "What?" Yeah, and just just mm. to see the little children marching, and their parents teaching them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Mr. Leggett said, they said there was half a million in D.C. and in Dallas they said there was more this year than there was previously. Mm -hmm. And I think the more we talk about it, the more people know. You know, I spoke at a church on Sunday that said you had stopped by, you and and Carolyn had stopped by and, and shared with them about Royal Home Ministries and that were standing for life And that's how they started getting involved. Instead of just giving money to the church, they said, we want it to go to Royal Home, you know, the other side of the country. And the more we talk, the more the Holy Spirit leads you to say something somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's making people aware. And that's what we can do on the other days out of the year instead of, you know, beyond the March, that's what we can do the other days out of the year is just keep talking about, you know, all of this and making people more aware so that I believe this will be reversed one day. This decision, this, this law will be reversed one day
3: mm-hmm.
4: and we won't have to march anymore.
3: Yeah, we're just going to keep marching and believing and praying and talking mm-hmm. and hoping that day, trusting that day will come. Um, I was thinking um, one of the thoughts that came across my mind was going down there we were riding in the bus and it's a christian university bus and they had a few students with us and a young lady she had already told us <laughs> I went to this Christian school because I, they give me a best deal to play soccer. Yeah, I made that your way. Yeah, and and it wasn't because it was Christian school, and I appreciate the Christian school bringing her in and exposing her mm-hmm. to our way of life, you know, and and not condemning her or anything. We're sitting on the bus talking about abortion. Why we're marching? She's she set up real tall. She's pretty a vocal girl. Yeah. She spoke, set up and straightened her shoulders, and she said, "Well." This, my opinion is, if somebody like me was to get pregnant, I don't have any means to support it, so it would be okay for me to have an abortion. But all other reasons, no. And I'm thinking, girl, you're on a bus with pro-lifers. What part of this do you not understand?
4: But you know, Mr. Gary, she was exactly where God wanted her that day. I know. Because you moved us over there on the way back to, to drop us off at the places we needed to be, and I wound up talking to that girl. And and out of all those people there, I shared with her my experience with abortion oh. and prayed with her on the van on the way back
1: wow. and
4: told Praise her, God. you know, this is what happens. This is what they do, and this is the pain. Out of all those people, that's the one. And, and the Lord moved. He put her right where she was supposed yes. to be for that day because it may happen one day that she finds herself in that situation right. and then Holy Spirit's going to say wait a minute mm-hmm. yeah. you know what did I tell you
1: and, and or guess, share
0: with other girls you know that she's around especially at the colleges and yes. different areas and stuff Yeah.
2: and guess where she's applying to work this summer Fap children's home. Is that right? She, oh asked, yes. Are you she serious? asked about that.
4: Yes, about the summer worker position. Yeah. Another guy front of the in the front yeah. of the bus asked first and then she started talking about it. But she moved over. We were sitting across from one another and she moved over and just sat right in front right in front of me. Donald fell asleep and, and she and I just got to talk. And um and, and to hear her talk, she hasn't had a whole lot of support as far as she told me she's a Christian. She said, I see the people out there that nobody's talking to, nobody's ministering to. And I know the Lord's using her by what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she's been wounded in soccer badly. Right. And she said, and, and I know that God was with me through all of that. But I think the Lord just set her up that day, Gary. I think yeah. from you saying all that, you know, her saying that out loud was a declaration to, okay, and then you said that, and then the Lord puts me. I didn't. I didn't even know I was going to be on that bus. And then there she was, sitting right in front of me.
3: Well, I didn't know until the right this moment that you had had that opportunity. Yes. I, I did. You know, it's just so cool because you know I didn't down her. You know, we didn't make belittle her. Um, and I thought, wow. But the I think the point I'm trying to make here, I think we need to capture, is in our churches. Mm-hmm. There are people who do not know and need to be made aware of what abortion is and uh-huh. what we need to do to educate them to keep them from it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well you, you know, know when, you, when your government says it's okay, yeah, then this generation doesn't know what's going on up to that point. They think, hey, the government says it's okay, it's got to it be, okay. Okay. It yeah. be okay. must be okay. when, when you, you have our even, tax
3: dollars being spent to pay for it, yeah. You know, I, and hopefully that's turning. But yeah, you, you've got a, a lack of talking about it in the mm. home and in the church. And then you have the approval from this earthly system. Uh, where does that leave a little girl like that? Yeah, Because and, if you
4: look up abortion in the dictionary, it says the termination of a human pregnancy. Okay. What it should say is the murder of an innocent baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it it makes people more aware. You know, we've got to change the mindset. That's what I know. If if I didn't feel like I could say no at 15, but if I could go back, I would have that 40 year old child today. You know, I would be able to tell you about that child's life. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't made aware of what was going to happen. And I can say this: that young soccer player on that southwestern van was made aware yeah. of what would happen if she chooses that path one day. And um, anyway, I just.
3: Well, you, <laughs> you look at it, and that was the second part I wanted to point out in this story, is that if people, and I don't mean this arrogantly, but people like us would get outside of the comfort of that church and out of the comfort of their home we all had to leave our normal duties and we were all thrown in cold weather and whatever you want to call it we were there and God had us with the opportunity to position a little girl you follow mm-hmm. if yeah. we hadn't have been there that's right she'd have never been on the bus that's right and that's right. so I think the point is is that we have that we need to be made aware of the problem and we need to make, be made aware of our responsibility to be out in the presence of
2: other people that need help and, and and to piggyback on that there was a gentleman that came to the church i spoke at sunday his mom came up to me and said he overheard you and the pastor talking on the bus he's just come off opiates he's been off opiates now, should, for two years but he wouldn't go to church but he went to the march um, but she says that, that he said he had to go hear that guy this morning and to preacher because he heard him talking. And he lied what they were saying. So you don't ever know where God puts you. Mm-hmm. How many That's kids right. on the bus do we miss because we stay within our four walls? Right. How many kids yeah. on the streets do we miss because we stay within our four walls? Mm-hmm. How, you know, and another thing I want to say about the March for Life, too, is, is most of the people there are young people. Yes. Mm-hmm. You see, and the Catholics are doing very good about getting their colleges there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dr. White, <laughs> Dr. Murray, <laughs> Dr. Thompson. Let's get our kids involved because this yeah. is going to go to one of yes. our schools. If she goes to that march, she'll know exactly where we stand. And I'm, not, and I'm not knocking our presidents. Please understand, I love our universities. But, you know, go to the one in Dallas, go to the one in D.C. But the Catholics have all their, most of their colleges and their high schools are going to these things. So they're earning, they're, and I think they've got it. Teach them while they're young. Yes. Let's get these young people to understand mm-hmm. this is not right. right. Just because the government says it's right, just because they go down the street had one, doesn't make it right. So if you get them involved and get them active in what's going on at D.C. or at Dallas, they would be more educated about what's happening.
3: You know, and I would like to just say, you know, we have viewers from all. And please hear us. We are applauding the Catholic Church. Absolutely. We're, absolutely. We are thankful for you. Thank you for yeah, carrying man. the flag. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes. And It's there's no we're using you as a standard. Yeah, I'm saying we should be more like you. that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. And I just I knew you were, but I wanted to make that very direct. Right, right. You know that we're applauding. Thank you for standing up. The effort that they have put forth, and it should it should shame us for not being more involved. And um, I'm very thankful that we are at least picking it up now. You know, there's this big youth event. And I scheduled the diaper run to end at this youth event. Oh, really? And I Mm -hmm. asked them, I said, uh, can I ride my motorcycle in like I do at Falcon and present the diapers that we get? It was our second year, I think. Yeah, our second year. And they didn't have time in the program. And I told them, I said, who needs to know more than those teenage girls that we have a home in Falcon they can send one of their friends. Who's going to be the first person that you know that, that a, a girl's going to tell? They're going to tell their friends at school, hey, I'm pregnant, you know? Mm-hmm. And if that girl is made aware, we've just got to shake the system. That's all I'm trying to tell yes. you. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a little bold, I'm going to get a little bold, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> we've got to shake the system. Right. And I believe that God is uh, going to raise up some incredible boldness in these days ahead
0: we've sat back and been quiet and silent for too long and that's why we're Mm -hmm. in the critical situation we're in now
3: Dietrich Bonhoeffer reminded us silence is a vote you know if Mm -hmm. we don't get anything else we are to understand that if you just sit there silently um, it's a vote and I'm thankful that we are at least making an a charge at it,
2: mm-hmm. and Amen. and we're just beginning. We're still in early stages of of yeah. the march for life. I think it's going to grow and grow and grow. The involvement from our our, our friends and our churches and church members and those things. But well, they, and they they can get more information.
3: It's I mean Google anything, mm-hmm. you know. But yes, you can. <laughs> we spoke at an earlier program. Everybody is up in arms and we should be like a bombing of the of the Murray building Timothy McVeigh what he done but when you put it in perspective 168 people were killed that day Mm -hmm. and what is it 168 in an hour or aborted or 30 minutes I forget what he said but it's just a short window of time there's 168 Mm -hmm. gone and we just write that off
1: write that off Mm -hmm.
3: and I think uh when you put it in perspective, uh, Donna, could you remember those that you gave in the program a while ago? The numbers on forty million. And- yeah,
4: what I what I read was for last year, it was estimated, and they took the numbers from earlier in the year to try to uh, come up with this estimation. They said that there would be by the end of two thousand and eighteen around forty one million babies aborted, and so when you when you add up seconds. I just want to see how many, because I'd read another report about how many seconds, they, they said every one and a half seconds a baby's aborted. And so and I, and I looked that up, and that's true. If the 41 million is right, then that's true. Mm-hmm. And that's unbelievable.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> how, many, how many babies have lost their life just while we're sitting here? Yeah.
3: The talking. numbers I have learned are so staggering that our mind can't comprehend it so we default and kick it out you know the mind can't, can't analyze that kind of numbers and so we just say oh well that really don't happen and I think that we are becoming more aware mm-hmm. that it is happening mm-hmm. and um, I think
0: a lot of people don't believe that yeah and then they say and what can I do it's just me anyway I'm just one person that um one person changed it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it was just the determination and i'll never forget um my mother is a very godly lady and stuff and i remember when i was a young girl when it was going to happen roe versus right uh roe versus wade uh, Wade, (laughs) yes thank you and she says who does she think she is that will never happen and my mother and many others did not go vote, and it did happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. of the mindset, one person can't do that. But one person can make a big change, positive or negative.
3: And I think all of us have to recognize that if we don't show up, the other guy may not show up, and the other guy may not show up, mm-hmm. and then there's nobody. Yes. So, uh, But we're going to keep charging this thing and believing it and uh, we're going to believe for the Royal Home Ministries I I, I'm with you Donna I think that we are to have Royal Home Ministries all over this country in every
4: state every state and, um, In every state.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and Joey goes. Yes, we do. <laughs> but see, Joey, you know, I just
2: start. say this time. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, is God's going to have to keep empowering uh-huh. you with people. Mm-hmm. You can't do it all. No. We would never expect you to carry that burden, but God can empower pastors and leaders around this country that will do that very thing?
2: Well, I think we had um, someone speaking yesterday at a church in Florida, and uh, he's already saying, we'd like to start a maternity home here. So it could be he raises up people, we'll come in and do what we can do to help them get started. If they want to put an umbrella of falcon, we can do that, show them what, what uh, expertise we may have in helping them get their license and then go from there. But yeah, we can't be in every state personally but um and then we've also got another situation in tennessee that we're still possibly looking at so uh, and then south Carolina is also asking for a maternity home down there with the children's home we've just opened up down there so a lot of work ahead of us um but i don't i don't think of it as me i think of it is the lord and mm-hmm. uh, he'll raise up people that uh, will help me and like you said i think you've, you you're exactly right um but i can do the best i can and and get whatever instruction and help i can but God will raise up somebody in all these places that will help make the difference, and help us get this started.
3: Let me ask you if um, a girl in Texas
2: needs a home, is it possible that she could come to a royal home? It's very possible. We don't, we don't turn away girls for non-payment. Now, she would not be able to get the funding from North Carolina because 'cause we're licensed by the state of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But we would definitely say we would work with her, yes. Um we would like for someone to help with the cost. Uh maybe the church could defray some of the costs, maybe another group could, but if they can't, then we, we would definitely take her. We're not going to say no to a child in need. Not and, not for and payment we do. issues.
1: And, and we, we do. I've got of, I've
2: got girls that get no payment mm-hmm. for. And um and So that's not theory. No, no we do. We don't <laughs> no, no, no we we do. And uh and we're one of the few children's homes that do do that mm-hmm. um in, in in north carolina at least um but i just i couldn't lay my head on the pillow at night and say i turned a child down that needs us because of payment mm-hmm. but then you get things like what y'all guys do raising money for the, on the diaper run um uh, we also raise the money when we go on the march for life the harvest train program i mean i think all that uh, enables us to say we can take these children with no payment it enables us to have a, a school for our kids and so you know if i was to be greedy and say i just want to keep the money in house falcon will be fine for years to come but i'm not there to have a storehouse of money not saying we're making a lot of money but i i we use what we've got to provide services and that is for kids who have no way of payment for programs that i don't get any funding for Mm -hmm. but if it helps the child it's what we're going to do that's right god's a big god i think he he owns owns all the cattle on the hillside so i don't i don't limit what god's going to do now somebody would say i'm not a good fiscal manager perhaps. But so far, I think we've done pretty good at Children's Home instead yes. of all the needs we
3: need to meet. You know, I think that
2: sometimes the viewers
3: and people need to understand that there's a there comes a cost with this
1: yeah.
3: f- from men and women such as y'all. Um, I had a guy one time that we were working co-partners in church leadership. And he said, look, uh, this was m- many years ago. He said, I make $90,000 a year. Uh, in my business and if God wants me to go to work for him he can pay me $90,000 I just looked at him I said good luck (laughs) and what's sad is he was probably one of the best teachers I ever sat under but he ended up dying a broken man Mm -hmm. not doing anything for God because God never paid him $90,000 a year you know I say that because people need to understand you took a pay cut to do what you're doing. And when we say God's going to meet the need, that doesn't mean that you're going to live like you could have if you would have gone the business world. But the paychecks of watching that little child reach up and grab your hand, best Christmas I ever had.
2: I The thing thing that bothered me the most when I was struggling whether to apply for the job was what if I didn't? Yeah. And then down the road, they close the doors at Falcon. Yeah. And, um, and I saw kids that uh, I knew would have benefited from Falcon. Could I live with myself? And not, and again, I don't know what made me think I was s- so granted I could change Falcon. I mean, I don't want to sound like I thought I was the answer. I was coming on a white horse, but I just knew there was a calling. I just yeah. could feel it. And I said, and if I don't, how would Jesus feel about me? that I, I let him down because I could feel he was pulling me. You know, I don't, I, I Honestly, I never felt like I was qualified. And to this day, I still don't think I'm as qualified as I should be. But I, I like that. I think sometimes people yeah. when they're too confident, they tend to not depend upon God that much. Um, and believe me, I've got of myself a few times there, and the Lord has to bring me back down. But the, the fear of what may happen if I didn't drove me more than money Money's right. money and, and I and the church home pays me well. Let me say that for they're not I'm not going broke there. They're paying me well, but you know, I probably can make a lot more money out there in the private sector and was making more money, but but they're they're good I get paid well for what I do. I won't say that. Um, but I've not asked for pay raises since I've been there I don't want to pay raises since I've been there. I'd rather get raises for my staff. Um, but uh, but if God's calling you to do something and you know he's calling you to do something mm-hmm. Do you really want to live with that two or three years down the road that you didn't do what he called you to do? And then I don't know how that falls in with God either. How's how's he going? To, I mean, yeah, he's not going to send you to hell for that, I'm sure, but it sure does cause a little bit of a rift in the relationship there. And the last thing I want to do is have a rift, a rift in my relationship with God. Yeah. So,
3: and I think uh, we're running out of time here, but what I keep hearing you talk about is, and I heard Miss Donna talk about it, is the compassion, the heart. Yeah. You know, you can give your body to be burned at the stake and not have love, and it means nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that has been a driving force in our life is we want to only do that which we're broken for, that which we, we feel in our heart that is tugging us. And when you, when you ha- operate from compassion, there's no price tag that seems like it's a big price tag. You know, there's nothing that God could ask of you that means like it's any big deal because the love is drawing you, and, and, it, and it removes fear. You know, it, I think I've read that in some book. I don't remember, but uh, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I just believe that God is, if I, if I could close up today with you as a viewer, is look around this old messy world that we're living in, and see people that are hurting and let God tug at your heart and respond to that. And then look at things. When you hear uh, Miss Donna say, it should say murder of a child, recognize that that's God's child and be broken for it and let that motivate you. I believe we can change this world if you do that. Thank you so much for tuning in to Light of the Southwest on God's Learning Channel. This program is brought to you exclusively by the love gifts and offerings of our faithful partners. Thank you, partners.